I am your host, Rob Logan, joined in the studio today by Mike Bowlby. Hello. And Paul O is returning. Good evening. Good evening. It's evening somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> they might be listening in the evening. We have no idea. Yeah. The uh, time-traveling powers of the podcast. So, first thing I want to do this week is give a big shout-out to our friend, uh, Hasbro artist and friend of the show, Roger Andrews, on the birth of his daughter last week. Oh. Hey, congratulations. congratulations. He is a daddy again. So exciting for him. Yeah. I was just there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, sir. Yeah, he's going to be very busy. Very, very busy. Um, Last night, too, I went to check out Comics Come Home 20. That had quite a huge list of uh, awesome talent on it. Uh, It was... Craig Ferguson was scheduled. Unfortunately, he could not make it, which was kind of a bummer. I was excited to see him. Uh, But Tony V took his place. He was phenomenal. Uh, Jimmy Fallon was on the show. Was a little disappointed with Jimmy Fallon's really? performance. I think maybe the Tonight Show is just taking up so much of his time mm-hmm, yeah. that he doesn't have time to like prep a lot of stuff. Yeah. So he mostly he did a, a short little bit about like poking fun at some of the Boston sports players, and then uh-huh. Dennis Leary came out and poked fun at some of the New York ones, uh-huh. and then they basically sang a couple songs together, but they weren't comedy songs. Like they sang Sweet Caroline because it's Boston. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, it feels a little lazy, <laughs> but whatever. It amped the crowd up. I guess Where that's was really what matters. It was at the TD Bank North oh, Garden, wow. which I think was their first year there. They usually do the Aganis Arena, yeah. which is a little smaller. And I've, yeah. I've been there for that show too. Um, Jim Gaffigan was awesome. Yeah. He's always phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Kelly was great. Bill Burr was on the show. Mark Marin was on the show. How's Marin? Marin was good. Yeah. <laughs> was I'm, it just like super heavy? Like, oh, wow. He, okay. he talks about his anger a lot. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> he was very Mark Marin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should tell people, too, I apologize if I sound a little bit different this week because I've been fighting the con cold since Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, yeah. Monday, my throat was on fire all day long. Started clearing out on like Monday night into Tuesday, but... Uh, the fact that I can even breathe at all right now is a huge difference from where I was at the beginning of the week. So bear with us, and I'll let you guys do a lot of talking as we move forward, too, so I can take some breaks here and there. As this is an audio-only podcast. Yeah. That what the listeners don't know is that Volpe and I are actually wearing hazmat suits. Yes, yes. yes. We were given them as we entered the door. Yep, yep. We are told not to touch anything. Because <laughs> I have the Ebola. And no yeah. matter what you do, don't take the mask off. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you don't take the mask off. I won't. I won't. <laughs> so Rhode Island Comic Con was recently. I, I have been asked to speak on the subject. I will say some things, uh, and there are other things I will not say. Um, they are kind enough to allow us to record there every year, uh, and we do enjoy doing so. <laughs> However, as many people know, this year was much more of a hassle with the con than it has been in prior years. This was only the third year. This is still a con in its infancy, which I think people forget because the size of it has grown so much. So this is a con still in its infancy. They're still learning how to walk. 
before they start running. Uh, maybe they tried to run a little too early and stumbled a little bit this year. If you haven't heard all the press, it was a bit of a stumble. There was a it was a bit of a stumble. <laughs> yeah. There was a bit of a stumble this year as far as attendance goes, and uh, they, I guess, oversold. And they didn't handle the PR side of things very well because no, people only got more angry when they tried to make excuses for the the attendance issues that they had. There were a lot of people being turned away for fire reasons. There were fire marshals oh. not allowing people into the building, which it does suck. But think back to like the West Warwick fire. Yeah. Right. What so is you- that's the excuse they use for the attendance? No, 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 oh. no. That's not the excuse they use. That's the but- best excuse to use. Right. Oh, we're, we're over a code. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that on behalf of the fire marshals, that they are doing their job, and thank you to them Mm -hmm. for doing so. Yes, it did inconvenience a lot of people, but at the same time, you got to make you feel a little safer knowing that they're actually doing their jobs, which is great. So the main issue this year was that there were just so many people at the con and staying at the con that people were being kind of locked out. Because there was just no more room for fire safety reasons to allow people in the building. Wait, so people bought tickets yes. and then they would get to the con, say maybe later than you than other people yep. did, and because they were over capacity, they were turning paid people who paid away. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's not good. <laughs> no, so uh, there were people that had prepaid tickets and prepaid VIP tickets, and they were not being able to get in for some time. Some people waited outside for like four hours before they were allowed to get in the con and it started to dissipate within like the last two hours. But if you can only go to a con for the last two hours of the day, that's when things kind of start winding down. It's not what you paid for necessarily. So that's an understandable thing. So both sides have very strong arguments as to what happened. So I'm not putting blame on anyone in particular. Uh, This was a growing year, a learning experience. It could have been a better experience for a lot of people, including myself. It was not as much fun as the prior two years had been. We kind of got shit-canned in a, a little corner of the, not a corner, but in a location of the con floor that was not conducive to recording. So unfortunately, I don't have a lot of material. Like the last two years, we had a whole episode of just interviews with cosplayers and stuff. We don't have that this year. We just didn't have the opportunities that we did in prior years to get that stuff done. One of the things, though, on Friday, I went to set up and I ended up going out to uh, lunch with my buddy Roger. And uh, one of the things that I shared on Instagram that I thought was just phenomenal. We went to this place in Providence called Rick's Roadhouse, which was a. Oh, have you really? Yeah, it's a cool barbecue joint. It's like Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, but, but it's it's all barbecue. They have a fantastic menu. Some stuff on there that I had never seen before, and I shared this image on Instagram, too, of what I got there. This Ooh. is something called the Godzilla Grilled Cheese Pulled Pork Sandwich. Nice. So when I saw this on the menu, I actually had to ask the waitress. I was like, wait, is this what it sounds like it is? Because it sounds like there's two grilled cheese sandwiches, and you use those as the buns, and you put the barbecue pulled pork in between those. And she said, yes, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> Love it. And I was like, and it's called Godzilla. Get me that. <laughs> right away, I demand this sandwich. Like, shut up delicious. and take my money. Yeah. So I'd never eaten anything like this before, but oh my God, Look it was good. Buttery bread. It was so good. They had some things that were very similar uh, where they used either. Uh, there was uh, another sandwich of a similar style where I think they had like fried mac and cheese like into bun form nice and that was the buns and i was like jesus christ i have to come back here <laughs> Where it was, was this place it's in providence near the mall uh no. not too far 
Yeah, I forget exactly where it is, but people can use uh, cool. Google and stuff. <laughs> and um, the waitress that we had looked a lot like Michelle Monaghan. I was like, oh, you are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another added little bonus, too. That was, that was, that was nice. Um, but at the con itself, there were some things that were uh, pros and there were some things that were <laughs> cons. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damien's been cracking stupid little like wordplay jokes on my statuses all week and now i have to just throw them out there <laughs> anytime i've been giving my con cold updates he had to throw in some sort of wordplay with the word con so i uh, that's for you damien um so one of the things that kind of sucked was when i was setting up and i was waiting forever uh to get my stuff at my table i spent a good six hours waiting to be assigned a table just sitting around mm. which is not really acceptable but the stuff I had leaning against the wall, I had all my stuff there. There was a, a huge pile of like chairs for the vendors to take and use elsewhere. And I had brought two folding chairs of my own because I find them a little more comfortable. And someone decided to steal one of my folding chairs. So oh, that's gone. That sucks. That's, that does suck. Did you steal one of theirs? <laughs> no, I don't know who took it. No, no, I just mean, did you steal a chair from the con? Oh, no, no, I didn't. Well, they're not folding chairs, so they're not oh. like easily transportable that sucks. or anything. The black ones with the cushion? Yeah, yeah. And uh, like when you have a sty a, a stack of similar looking chairs that are padded sitting there, and then you have someone's stuff, and the folding chairs are behind all that stuff and against the wall, so someone would have had to move my stuff out of the way to take one of my folding yeah, chairs. They did it on purpose. Yeah, it's bullshit. I was not happy about that. So uh, that sucked. But a lot of positive things about the con that did happen this year. One of which is the drawing panel. That we did with Roger Andrews. That was a lot of fun. On Sunday, we from so you 11 hosted to 12, your first panel. I hosted my first panel. And how was that experience? It went really well, I thought, and we got a lot of compliments afterwards. Uh, people liked the dynamic that Roger and I had. I mean, we've been friends for years at this point, so that makes things a lot easier. Were you comfortable up there? Yeah, I was. I mean, I've been performing in one sense or another for the better part of a decade at this point, between seven years of pro wrestling. A year and a half to two years of stand-up comedy. This for five years. Did you find it difficult to keep it moving? And Not at all. Nice and smooth. Not at all. I, I really enjoyed the experience. I thought it was... Uh, I, I was more nervous starting off, and I wasn't sure what our attendance would be like. I was a little scared we were going to have like five people show up for the right. panel, but we had at least like 40 to 50 people in That's the room. Great which was nice, maybe more, actually. And some people left, some people came during it, and there was a lot of, uh, not a lot of turnover. but And most people that were there stayed for the majority, if not okay. all, of the panel, which was nice. Um, so we did like a uh, 15 to 20 minutes of Q&A at the beginning because uh, we, we had decided to use Roger's phone as the video for the screen, which ultimately was not the best idea uh, yeah. because he didn't charge it before. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we plugged it into the wall. Uh, but he still kept getting a like 10% battery uh. notification popping up. But we did do a, some live drawing. Next time we'll bring something a little better or just charge the phone beforehand. Right. So it really shows on the projector screen better. But when we took questions, we were handing out prints of his too for people to ask questions. Uh, and a lot of people came up to ask questions too, which was very helpful. I mean, we could have talked the whole time, but we had some really great questions from the crowd. We had some little kids. There was this cute little girl, like that was maybe one or two years old that came up in line clearly because her parents told her to get in line and ask a question. <laughs> and I like 
had to squat down on the floor because we had a line of the Q&A mm-hmm. uh, and I was kind of dealing with them so Roger could draw and just kind of focus on what he was doing while they were asking questions. That's the whole point of having a moderator. Mm-hmm. So I like squatted down on the floor. And I was like, what's your, what's your question, cute little girl? <laughs> and uh, just blank face stared back at me <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, oh, I forgot I was not. I had a, I had a desk funny. question. I was just standing in line. So her mom like prods her and like, uh, ask if he likes Batman. That was the question they wanted to ask. Uh-huh. So the girl just looks back at me. And she goes, I like Batman. And I go, I like Batman too. <laughs> so that was pretty much all that As was. As a matter of fact, I am Batman. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you should have pulled out the cowl and be like, As a matter of fact, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. If I had had it with me, I totally would have. Watch that little girl lose Mom her would have, shit. Would have changed her life forever. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it was a lot of fun to do. I really look forward to doing some in the future. Roger uh, wants to do more of them as well. And I'm hoping that I'll actually be able to expand into doing some other panels with other people, too, because I do really enjoy that. It was fun. Like my responsibilities during were pretty much just keep it moving. Make sure we're hitting our times. Uh, make sure a question doesn't last too long. Sounds like a wrestling match. It was a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> And and I just got to kind of like throw a joke in every now and then, which was kind of yeah. nice. I wish I so, so wish because we tried recording the audio. I wish I had it for you guys. However, the problem was uh, I hooked up the beast to the monitoring of the board that they had there. And I only had one cable. So it only recorded my microphone. I thought it was going to record the whole thing. And it only recorded my mic and not Roger's. So his audio is like really distorted really bad because it's just what you can hear through the speakers through uh-huh. my microphone. So unfortunately, you wouldn't be able to hear like the the panel as was. But that just makes it even more important for you to go to an actual panel that we do right. in the future and see that. <laughs> so um, really enjoyed that experience, though. Really looking forward to more. Also, I did get to meet a few people, which was very exciting. I got an autograph from the beautiful Tori Wilson, who Ooh, is still oh one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. She still looks amazing. Uh, Is she I, married to Derek Jeter or something? No, I know or, they dated at one point. Dated. Oh, Jeter dated everybody. I'm Jeter's not married. <laughs> no, no, Jeter's not married. Um, no, Tori Wilson looked great. Uh, she was a lot of fun to just chat with real quick and uh, super sweetheart. And then I met George Takei. Oh. Ooh. Very excited about meeting George Takei. I... I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of the original series of Star Trek. I've never really watched it. I've seen the movies, and that's pretty much my exposure to the original series because I think the original one just doesn't hold up. Maybe it does for some people, but I don't know. I I just can't bring myself to watch it. It seems like it'd be dull. But uh, I'm a huge fan of George because of hearing him on the Howard Stern show. And he's so funny and so open and so warm and just a genuinely sincere, nice person. And you can't not like the guy. So I'm up in line with Mikey and we're waiting to get the autograph. And I recognize his husband, Brad. So I started talking to Brad. I was like, Brad? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm meeting you, too. This is like a double celebrity thing because I, I hear about you and the fact that I recognize him. Like, yeah, that's I have always... no idea what that guy looks like. Oh, no? No. no. So, I, so I talked to him for, for maybe like six or seven minutes just about Howard Stern and like being on the show and how he feels about it. And it's like, he's the bigger fan than George is. That's why George does the show. Oh. Um, and Brad doesn't listen when George is on. That's their deal. <laughs> so that George can feel free to do whatever he needs to do. Um, so it was nice talking to Brad. He was really, really a nice guy, but George was like so friendly and so warm and so outgoing. Uh, and I 
talk to him about how much I, I love hearing him on the show and everything. And then he goes, and you know, it's Sunday, which if you're a listener of the show, you know that they have sex once a week (laughs) and it's on Sundays. So then he starts going Sunday, beautiful (laughs) Sunday. And he starts singing this whole time. Like, why am I not recording this? (laughs) It was so funny. I lost my shit. It was the most overjoying moment that I've ever had with the celebrity autograph thing. It was so wonderful. That's awesome. awesome. And he was so friendly and so nice. And uh, it was awesome. Just awesome to see. Wonderful guy. Uh, Then I did a couple cosplay interviews. I had said that our location wasn't too conducive to doing so, but we did do a few. One of them, unfortunately, I don't have the audio from because it was only like a five minute interview, but it was right as we had kind of set up on Saturday. My buddy Matches Malone, who goes to a lot of these cons as the Christopher Nolan version of Batman, he has a full on like crazy awesome suit. And it's not one of those UD replica ones that's like the motorcycle suit uh-huh. that people wear all the time. It's a straight up like movie replica costume. Wow. It's amazing. I didn't realize we uh, like one of the things we had talked about in the five minutes that we did talk was his suit weighs 80 pounds. Oh, it wow. is solid. Wow. So last year at Rhode Island Comic Con, he was asked to sit on the bat pod that they had there. They had like a replica bat mm-hmm. pod. And they had asked him to kind of like be with it for the day so people could take pictures of him and the bat pod. And they asked him to sit on it all the time. And I guess the guy was like, how much did you say you weigh? He was like, "Uh, I forget exactly what it was. Maybe like a buck, 60, 70, 80. Yeah. I forget it was. And the guy goes, are you sure? <laughs> and they were like, how much does a suit weigh? He's like, 80 pounds. He's like, oh, okay. That explains it. Apparently, he bent a bar. Oh, no. By sitting on it, like a main bar yeah. that goes down the middle of the bat that pod sucks. just from sitting on it today because he was over the weight limit oh, of wow. what he And the suit did that because it's that heavy. Yeah. yeah. So that's crazy. The fact that he walks around in an 80 pound suit all day is he's you probably just like take it off. You're super jacked. Like, <laughs> um, so I had done a five minute interview with Matches Malone and Kuno Yoro. Uh, Kuno was dressed up as Wonder Woman, and you can see them at conventions together all the time. But I do apologize to them because I don't have that audio to play here because the uh, audio setup, I hadn't tested it out yet. I had set everything up and um, and they were ready to do an interview and I wasn't necessarily ready yet. And But we did it anyway, mm-hmm. so I, I gave it a shot and it just didn't record properly. So unfortunately, I can't play that for you guys. But do check out Matches Malone and Kuno Yoro on Facebook. They do have Facebook pages. Uh, I believe they're actually doing a Facebook page together now. So you can look for that and check them out there and uh, give them a like and follow what they do. They do a lot of charity works, too, at the convention. So that's always good as well. They work on some things where they can send comic books over to troops and things. So uh, a lot of charity work, a lot of good stuff from both of them. However, I do have another cosplay interview that I'm going to play for you guys. Uh, My friend Kyla Cosplay came over. She was dressed up as Sailor V. Uh, I know she had a Legend of Korra character the day before that she talks about a little bit in the interview and you can check out her Facebook page too. just search for Kyla cosplay on Facebook and you can find her there and I will play that for you guys right now. So I'm here with Kyla cosplay. Hi. Unless you want to go by a different name. I don't know if Kyla cosplay. <laughs> All right. Works. That way we're hitting the page name and get you the right promotion. Yeah. And uh, it is Sailor Moon. 
Sailor V. Sailor V. There's two kinds of people at this con. People that know I'm Sailor V or people that think I'm Sailor Moon. Okay. But I am from the Sailor Moon universe. Well, I'm only familiar with, like, maybe Sailor Moon herself. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't have a huge anime background. That's fine. So. Sailor Moon is, like... She's the main girl, but Sailor V is kind of like the cool chick that comes in. Okay. And so she's she one was, of the she, other Sailor Scouts. She is. I'm, she was, I know the vernacular. That's yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> she was fighting evil before Sailor Moon. Before okay. she turned into Sailor Venus. Oh. So I do. I'm like the before character of Sailor V. So you're the best one, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I chose to cosplay. <laughs> the one that it. comes first is the best right. one. Right. Yeah. So what is then uh, putting together a costume like that? take what do you have to like what is what is found stuff what is created do you do this a lot is of sewing all made by me really and i have a couple of pops that are also made by me but um i you know i sew after work i make props after work and it's just this probably took about a week of sewing really so it's not that big of a costume but okay you know, it's just finding the time to do it. And your costume yesterday looked pretty intricate, too, though. Yep, so we cosplayed Korra and Asami, and I made both costumes. More things I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> uh, Legend of Korra. It's on I Nickelodeon. I know of the show. Yeah. I know of the show. And the, it's a spin-off of Avatar? Yep. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, normally, I don't do many anime costumes. I like doing video game costumes okay. more, but this was kind of the con of anime and TV shows. So. Oh, okay. For me, at least, for right. my costumes. Does that mean you're going to hit up Anime Boston then, too, now that you have, like, the... Yeah, I'll go to Anime Boston. Um, I don't know what I'll make for that. I'll probably do some new costumes, yeah. but... The next I walk one, around there, and I'm just clueless. I'm, I don't know what you are. I don't know what you there's are. There's a lot of animes that I don't know either, Yeah. so I'm trying to school myself on it. My, my uh, knowledge pretty much goes Dragon Ball Z, and then, like... What was that other one? I watched something in college, and I don't remember what it's. Outlaw Star? I don't know what that is. Yes. <laughs> I'll take that as a point. You take a point. <laughs> I'll lose a point. That's okay. You could school me on so many things, I'm sure, otherwise. Yeah. So so why the characters that you chose in particular? Well, they're doing a reboot of Sailor Moon. I've seen some video. Yeah, so that's what made me want to cosplay Sailor V, because she's so bad at Oh, yeah, you can say whatever okay, you want. Okay, she's pretty badass. So Do you think we have any decorum here? <laughs> you I don't know. You know, you might have, like, young children. I right. don't know. Uh, they might listen, but I don't know whatever yeah. they're doing. But um, she's just so cool, and I was like, I have to cosplay her yeah. um, solely because of that. And then Legend of Korra, um, I did it with my girlfriend, so I shipped that pair yeah. on Avatar, so... We were like, we have to make this costume. Right. And I've been watching Avatar since I was 16 when it first aired. Oh, wow. So it's been a long time watching the show. How long has the series been on? I think it's done, right? Like it ended? Yeah. We're on the last season. There's okay. probably five more episodes, maybe. Um, but it's been on for maybe, well, like nine years. So okay. Wow. A long time. When you choose your characters that you're going to dress up as, do you usually go for... Uh, things that you're into or is do you see sometimes like the challenge of the outfit and that's the draw so i like to do things that i know i can skill wise okay um and i like to choose things that i'm into so obviously these shows i'm into i do league of legends mm -hmm. um characters so i only do the ones that i'm interested in um i'm gonna do a couple challenging ones this winter because i'll have time between cons so We'll see how it goes. You know, if it, if I mess up, I have other costumes I can always wear. Right, so. right. Yeah, you always have the backups, the yeah. go-tos. 
Yeah. I'm stuck on the one costume right now, and that's it. And what is it? I, I have a, I designed a, a combination between classic Batman and Batman Beyond. Ooh. So I have that, and that's pretty much it because it was like a thousand dollar costume to right. put everything together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're <laughs> I like, like, I'm good for a while. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I like I have my Halloween costume for the rest of my life, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the the ideas keep coming in. Yeah, the ideas are coming. I mean, I have a ton that I'd like to do, but yeah. you know. It costs money and time. Oh so yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta pick carefully. Do you have immediate ones that you're like need to do this next? Um, are you familiar with League of Legends? Not really. So it's like <laughs> it's a computer game, and they have all these crazy characters. Yep. I'm gonna do a Mafia Jinx. Maybe some of your readers know what it I've is. I've heard or... Jinx from some people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a friend that was looking at doing something like that too. So there's Jinx, and then she has like a skin, like a different outfit. Okay. Um, and it's Mafia. So that's the next one. I already have fabric for it. Awesome. So we'll see how that goes. So you're a big gamer too, then. If I'm you getting dress into up it. As yeah, I'm okay. getting into it. Um, League of Legends has kind of taken over yeah. my gaming. Um, so people seem so rabid about it, and I just haven't even like seen it. Once you play, you get more into it, but it's See, a that's, huge time commitment. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what's keeping me away from it. Yeah. That. So some of the games, you know, you play, and it's like, all right, you got to set aside like 40 minutes. It's oh, okay. not like you can just pop on. Well, that's not too bad, though. It's not too bad, but you know, when you have a lot of stuff going on, finding 40 minutes to play a game can that's be true. challenging. I mean, I still have Skyrim, and I haven't loaded it up yet. So, I have not played Skyrim. I'm so afraid. So I'm afraid. I'm also intimidated of yeah. that one. The scope of games and stuff is just getting so big. It's like yeah. insane. Yeah. My favorite is Bioshock Infinite. I played that recently. I love it. I've done all three Elizabeths. Oh, really? The young, old, and the DLC Elizabeth. Wow. So. I actually saw the twist coming a mile away. Did you? I did. But I watch a lot of movies, and it's a very common okay. thing to do in movies. Yeah. So. I actually watched someone play a lot of Bioshock before I played it. Yep. So it wasn't a total surprise when I played it and Did you play the prior it. games too or just kind of jump in on Infinite? I That's what I did. I can't get into Bioshock. I've tried to start it. They're too damn creepy. It's too scary. Mm -hmm. I get to a certain point and I'm like, oh, hell no. I got to yeah. put this away. Like, nope. Well, there was the jump scare in Infinite that almost made me... Oh, the me boy of silence. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a um, compilation on YouTube of the jumps, people that filmed Reacting themselves. Reacting to it? It is so funny. It is insane. Yeah, I knew it was coming because I watched oh, someone play it. I had never... But I was scared when I saw the person play it. I was like, oh, my God. I had never seen that happen in a game before. Like, that kind of a jump scare. Because I don't, I don't like horror movies. I don't like right. horror games. And that's not necessarily a horror game like the other Bioshocks. No, so it came out of nowhere. And I think it's the first time you see that character at all. Yeah. It's terrifying. Oh, it's horrible. It's so creepy. The jump scare in Bioshock that gets me is the dentist. What happens? It's I guess it's kind of in the beginning. You go into this, like, crazy hall. And it's not right in the main game. Like, you have to take some paths to get there but okay. it's just this creepy dentist office and there's you know a corpse sitting around and blood and all these tools and you turn around and there's a dent like a splicer dentist oh, just damn. right behind you kind of like the boy of silence yeah i'm like nope mm -mm, i'm so done you with actually this played through those even though you weren't no i just oh, okay. I, i've started them but okay. like i said they're too spooky <laughs> yeah they're awful too spooky i'm for not me. big on first person stuff anyway like i've said it on the show many times that uh like i used to play them all on the computer when I was in high school and college and stuff, and I like the precision of the mouse, but on a console, it's so weird. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. you have to really be careful. I don't play on, um, like, I don't have a gaming PC, so okay. I do everything through, like, Xbox. Um, but I play League of Legends 
on my MacBook with my Wacom tablet, my graphics tablet. Really? Because yeah, I'm a designer. So what? What's the style of the game then? Of um, you play as a character. It's third person, okay. and you're in teams. Is it an MMO? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. I'm wondering um, how that can, works. So. A graphics tablet is just like a mouse. But I have you one. Have, I'm a yeah, designer so too, you, so you just—it's so much easier. Yeah, I guess I never like really even thought more, of doing that. You get more because um, you can point. It's nice and smooth yeah. and like. Have you ever played Crayon Physics Deluxe? I've never heard of that. Oh, it's it's an indie game. It's not like okay. some big huge thing. So you could probably run it on your PC, even though it's not a gaming yeah. PC. But it basically is. Um, are you familiar with Scribble Knots? No. Okay. Scribble Knots is the game where you like type in words, and there's basically a star in a level, and you have to get the ball to the star. That's the whole goal. So it's a puzzle game. Okay. But in Crayon Physics Deluxe, it's all about drawing your path, kind of. Okay. So you literally like, but you can also draw gears and chains and ropes. I've heard of this. And they behave with real world physics. Yeah. So it's really cool, and it's awesome for like using a tablet. Like a tablet's perfect for it. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, doing it with a mouse. Crayon Crayon Physics Deluxe. Crayon Physics. Okay, cool. It's really good. I will look into that. Any kind of game where I can use my tablet is a win. Oh, I know. Any opportunity, right? Yeah. So you do design, too. Yeah, I, I'm a designer by day and okay. illustrator um, and a cosplayer by night. We all have the side jobs, too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I do uh, media production, so That's I do cool. like the, the graphic design and web design and video and photo and all nice. that stuff. And, and I just started doing it freelance, so I'm like in that scary zone oh, of building yeah. a clientele and everything. So are you freelancing full-time? I am. Yeah, that's Good it. Good for you. I, I mean, don't think I could make that job. I was a teacher for nine years, and then I just cut it all off, yeah. and now I'm doing freelance media production. Good in this, for you. this garbage <laughs> that I do. <laughs> on the side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I freelance um, just on the side, but it's so hard trying to find time. It is. Between like the cosplay and the freelance and the job, it's like... yeah. Well, you got to do what you love. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, and I want to make sure you're plugging whatever you want to social media, yes. whatever's. So I have a Facebook page, Kyla Cosplay. It's still fairly new, so I don't have a lot of followers. So you should come and check me out. I have good photographer friends, so you'll see some nice photos. Cool. And we'll make sure to share it on the Geek Generation page, too. Thank you. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is Tori Belechi, and you are watching or listening to... Well, you're looking at your iPod. Hi, this is Tori Belechi, and you are listening to The Geek Generation. Okay, we are back. We're back. And uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the interview. Uh, we are going to go into our geek outs and freak outs now. So first, let's geek out. Yay! Who wants to start us off? I'll go. Alrighty. I I beat you to the punch on something for you the first did. time in my life. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> I, last night, or Saturday night, I was like, Man, I gotta go see Interstellar because we had talked about it. We both wanted to see yeah. it. And you hadn't said anything to me, so I was like, "All right, I know he must have gone and seen it." On it's Friday. this damn con. I cold. knew he saw it Friday. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go see it because I don't want to come to the show and not have seen it. And I saw it, and I enjoyed it. It's a two hour and fifty minute movie with about twenty five minutes of previews. So <laughs> pee before you go in the theater. Yeah, but I didn't know. I purposely avoided 
uh, I only saw two trailers. I know there were three trailers or four. I only watched two. So I knew very little going in. Uh, but it, it lived up to ex- it, it, the the bit of expectations I had. Because yeah. it's something different, something unique. It's not another sequel. It's not another movie in a chain of like the Marvel movies where we've got another six years of movies ahead of us. It's its, its own movie with yeah. no prequel, no sequel. It's just a movie. Right. And it, it was good. The, the only issue I had with it, it was like... A lot of people were saying that the acting was phenomenal, and I felt that Matthew McConaughey and his daughter, mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel the connection. I, I didn't feel like the, there was any emotion between them. Like, you mean him and his, I don't want to spoil anything. His daughter. The, his daughter. The, the one that, that when they were together. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> his, See, y- the young daughter. Okay. See, if I say anything else, yeah, it's going to no. spoil stuff. So it's like, yeah. It, okay. it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was something different. I, yeah. I enjoyed how it built. There's some confusion, I think, as the movie goes. Yeah. They, they don't. It's funny, too. I think you guys are trying to avoid spoiling we things are. that I've already predicted. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you, you might be surprised because okay. the movie yeah. doesn't set a time. It doesn't tell you anything. It's just yeah. like, here, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, where are we? Yeah, and it just unfolds and unfolds, and you're like getting more questions and questions. And then they all wrap they wrap it all up in the end. Interesting, quite well. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think it went. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's hard to talk about this movie without spoiling yeah. anything because, like, even if you go into a little bit of the plot, it kind of leads to yeah. what happens later. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was reading an article yesterday about. Uh, what the scientific community thinks about interstellar because i think the consult the some of the producers or consultants were like actual scientists one was a string theorist and another one is uh she works on like black holes and Mm. that type of stuff so i mean they they the the science of it is pretty good i guess and a lot of scientists either approve or you know are nitpicking and disapprove of it so it's kind of i mean it's it's a great movie because like it doesn't suck you in with some sort of plot twist Mm -hmm. or like action or, you know, some sort of gratuitous violence. Mm -hmm. It's like, it it keeps you thinking. And that train of thought, I mean, does, does get pretty confusing at times Mm because especially if you're not a scientist, but eventually, I mean, you've come to realize that you've been sitting through a two hour and 50 minute movie and you've just been thinking about the movie the entire time. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And so that's what makes it great. I mean, it's it's a different kind of movie as after having been through a summer full of movies, you know. Right, right. Yeah, and a lot of typical blockbustery type movies. Right. World's yeah. going to end. What are you going to do? Right. Shot. Like it's like but it's a different kind of movie, so definitely better. Cool. I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I little, don't think it's a movie. I don't know. Maybe I'd watch it a second time. I think it's just one of those movies you watch it and you go, ah. That's fine. I'm good with that. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. if you saw it again, you'd have more questions. Yeah. Because then you'd be. You'd, you you'd start have picking a, holes in it. You have a basic understanding yeah, of it. That's what my fear is with you, with you mm-hmm. knowing how you watch movies, <laughs> is that Rob's going to sit there at the end and go, no, no, there were plot holes. I know there's plot holes. I, I always I want like to give. Them. I want to give Christopher Nolan the benefit of the doubt all the time, though. Because so. yeah, I was sitting on the can after the movie and I was like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, well, what about this thing? And Dropping your own ships into the black hole, huh? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like sitting on the can thinking Solid. about all this stuff. And then after I finished, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just leave it as it yeah, is. Just I mean, you know, it. just enjoy the movie for what it is. Yeah. And stop trying to pick it apart. Definitely a good movie. Cool. Yeah. Any others, Volpe? No, that's it. Okay. That's my big one. Paulo. Um, okay. Uh, some of this is kind of newsy, but I guess um, 
We do have a lot of news to go Oh, over. that's what I didn't talk about. What? The concept art that I came across. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. For uh, I came across concept art for Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Oh, you had that too? I think too? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't talk about it before. Uh, yeah. It, it was, and you I, just introduced me to it today. I, I don't know here, how to I, I said to Rob, I go, did you see the pictures of Bebop and Rocksteady? And he just looks at me like I've got four heads. <laughs> like, and then he went online and found it. And they look. They look phenomenal. Like, if they can pull this off. I mean, they look, I mean that's they look like awesome. Yeah. I mean, they nailed it. That's what blew up Bebop and Rocksteady. They could like. just make the turtles look like they're supposed to, and if they just need to make a movie that makes sense around it all, that'd be nice. <laughs> right, we're too. asking yeah. for a lot here, but at least Bebop and Rocksteady will look awesome. We're looking for some very basic things like plot structure, <laughs> non nightmare inducing turtle design, simple can, things. Can you imagine if Christopher Nolan made a, a, a TMNT movie? That would be amazing. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> Sign me up. Imagine if he just went and took every Michael Bay movie and made his own version of it. It'd be, so it'd be well if he used the footage that already exists. They'd be like five minutes oh, long, yeah. <laughs> and there'd be almost no explosions. No, no. Which is the opposite of, of Michael Bay explosion. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a couple of geek outs. Um, one of them is the Internet Arcade. I don't know if you guys have. I heard, heard of it. Yeah, it's so the Internet Archive is a website that archives other websites. It's kind of like the Internet Library, sort right? Of. Right. And so they they keep uh, cached copy or cached. I don't know. They keep uh, that like, makes sense. A cached copy. They keep yeah. cached copies of websites. We're not for, talking money here. People right. know cache. C A C H E. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, it's kind of like an Internet database of Internet websites. Sounds a little redundant, but it's actually just kind of like a library. Mm-hmm. And recently, within the last two weeks, they released a secondary site called the Internet's Arcade, where they have a me or a not a meme, but a, a, a emulator mm-hmm. that runs online that you can play through your browser of like hundreds of old video it's games. Something like nine hundred video games. Yeah, I thought I saw online. It's like it's all old arcade games. I mean, I think they go even into some of the consoles because mm-hmm. I did see. Oh, well, actually, I'm not sure because I saw Street Fighter Two. So that's, <laughs> that's basically what I've been playing. Right. <laughs> like, I saw all these other games like thought, Golden Axe. Yeah, yeah, I thought Paperboy was mentioned, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's. So I that would be Nintendo. So right? it's just Nintendo. Paperboy was Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. But I think they had an arcade game. There was an arcade version, too, yeah. yeah. A lot of the games you played on Nintendo, there were arcade cabinets for. So, I mean, I I just, <laughs> I've been wasting so much time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm done doing this thing now. Let's play like four rounds of Street Fighter 2. Right. Or let's play some Golden Axe or, you know, something like that. Four like, rounds become eight out. rounds become, yeah. <laughs> become the rest of my weekend. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's problems, c- I haven't changed the baby in eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, oh, I thought that sound of the crying was coming from the game. <laughs> this is true neglect. I thought that was Dalsim <laughs> begging for mercy <laughs> but yeah so the, that's one thing um the second one is blizzcon that was this weekend yeah big news out of blizzcon right yeah they kind of blew they they blew up with a bunch of big news um and the one thing that came out of there that i was interested in is uh their new game overwatch i've heard some things but not a lot of details it's kind of like the the animation style is kind of pixar mm-hmm. and it's an mmo so it's kind of like world of warcraft and, uh, and and you guys don't know this, but I've had a complicated relationship with Blizzard games. <laughs> oh, because I played World of Warcraft and I was like deep yeah, in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Like 
I mean, uh, this is before I like we were. I don't think we were married yet. It made it bled into our marriage, but this is it started before I was married, and so we played a lot of. I played a lot of World of Warcraft, and like, you know, like the end game process of it is just a lot of raiding, and mm-hmm. so you spend like literally hours, and you have to coordinate time with other people, and these people are spread out across the nation, so sure. you have to consider, and so it's a huge time sink, and like I was so deep into it, so I finally had to quit, and then. I started playing Diablo a little bit, and that was a little less addictive. So, but I, you know, it's a complicated relationship I have with Blizzard. Diablo at least has a conclusion, right? And you can stop, right? Like, you know, you don't have to play with twenty other people or ten other people. Like, I think you max out at four other people. So, I had a very limited experience with MMOs myself because yeah. I I wasn't super interested in a lot of them. But then City of Heroes came out. Uh-huh. And I, I was like, oh, that's my jam. Yeah. Like, I get that. So they had the one week free trial. Mm-hmm. I got to like level seven in a week. And then when my free trial ended and I wasn't willing to pay anything for it, I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for disconnecting me because that is a rabbit hole. I never want to go down again. Yeah. So I, I mean, and then so when I saw the news from BlizzCon about Overwatch and how it's going to be like their new MMO part of me was like yes this looks awesome other part of me is like i should no. not buy this game <laughs> yeah, ever because this is going to ruin my life yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know like but i mean it looks great it's kind of like a futuristic sort of i mean from some of the gameplay videos it looks like it some of it's a first person aspect some of it's a third person aspect hmm. more like wow where you run around and um i mean it's kind of cool i mean i they they showed off, I think, all the characters or most of the characters that they're going to release with the game. And you can kind of already identify the ones that people are going to play with okay. you know, because the, those are the cool ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other ones, are they look dumb and like you don't clunky and you don't know how they're going to work. And those are the ones that are going to be the, the characters that people play after they've like you know, they've become super skilled in the game. And so anime Boston will be flooded with these people. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, did you see like on Kotaku, they put. They released the game this on Friday, or they released news of the game on Friday. Okay. On Saturday, it was either Friday night or Saturday. They already had people cosplaying as characters. For That's the insane. Game. So I don't know if those people were hired by Blizzard to build these costumes. They beforehand. would have to be uh, because there was no news about it before. I mean, you knew that they were making a new MMO. They're going to announce mm-hmm. it at BlizzCon, but you didn't know what the characters are going to look there like. There are a lot of talented cosplayers out there. Nobody has that turnaround power. Yeah. And like, I mean, the, one of the girls who's like, she's like a sniper assassin type of character. Yeah. The girl who cosplayed at her at BlizzCon had like a very accurate costume. Yeah. Like the mask and the gun and everything. And I was like, there's no way that she oh, like. Great move by them. To yeah. Have people dress up. Yeah, absolutely. But there's even more awareness. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that was cool. cool. And uh, I never got into those games. It, and don't, <laughs> because if you have any sort of semblance of a, of an addictive personality, those games will play on that. And yeah. They will, you know, like you'll, 100%. you'll start off thinking like, oh yeah, this game is fun. But then like, you'll find yourself like four hours later, like, <sighs> yeah, what happened? Uh, what like, happened to the time? Like I haven't done anything. For I did four that hours. with the Elder Scrolls, but that's not. And unfortunately, so myself. much of it is just going from one place to another. Yeah. Travel like it's time. not even accomplishing anything. It's just going. Yeah. Like, for example, like with raiding, like with the, you know, when you get together with like 10, 25 people for World of Warcraft, a lot of that setup time in the beginning is just like making sure people get there on time, you know, setting up your roles and like, 
making sure everybody's informed about the fight. If they're not informed about the, you know, the particular scenario, then... creating your Ocean's Eleven heist plan. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's that complicated. Yeah. I, I never mean, understood. I never played it. Like people who play the game are going to say like, oh, it's not that complicated. But in the like, if you if you inject somebody into that environment and you tell them like this is how the game plays and so this is what your role is and this is what you should do i guarantee if you don't tell them specifically what to do mm -hmm. then they're just going to screw everything up and it's not even a gameplay standpoint it's a social standpoint right. like there's a whole learning curve on that side too and right. how you operate with other but life people. is hard enough now we have to play a life <laughs> inside of life right and like and that's Ugh. Like, well, that I, one gives you experience points. <laughs> like, that's measurable progress. Yeah. Unlike this world where <laughs> you always feel like you're experiencing, but not always. Yeah. Like, oh, minus 10 XP. Oh, minus 20. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's kind of like how work is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably pick it up for a little bit and see what it's like. But if you don't hear from me for, like, <laughs> a couple of weeks. Send help. Oh, call I, the police. I haven't heard from him in months. Uh-oh. <laughs> And the last one is uh, the Marvel, I think Marvel Japan announced that they were doing a crossover with an anime in Japan. Attack called, on Titan? Yeah. I heard about that too, so, yeah. Yeah, if you're familiar with Attack on Titan, it's just like a, the hugest anime in Japan. Um, anime. Which is shocking to me when I looked at what the premise actually right. is. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, and it's like... When I first started watching it, like I, I've already finished the first anime series, and so when I watched it, I was like, "This makes no sense." Like, is it even good? No, it's good. Oh, okay. In the beginning, you're like, "The fuck is this?" Like, I just saw a bunch of giant naked people walking around and eating people in a mm -hmm, village. Mm -hmm. That's basically what the the, the first five <laughs> or ten episodes is like. It's so weird. But then it, it then it takes this turn and it becomes like a great story and a great anime. But then they announced that. Marvel is going to do a crossover with Attack on Titan. And in their teaser, uh, in one of the teaser pictures that they put up, it was a teaser of the Titans in the background. And then you have Spider-Man in the front. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I mean, that's kind of awesome because you've, you know, like you always like everybody's with two different universes. They've always, you always wondered, think like, about that. Yeah. How would one universe fit in another and how great the answer is Marvel's characters will fuck up the Titans. Exactly. The <laughs> like I, I like I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, I, I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> like the Marvel characters are like, I mean, you could put Magneto in that universe. And yeah. He would, decimate everything right like if you just destroy everything I mean, you can put wolverine in there and wolverine is almost a direct plug and play into the characters because like the the humans in attack on titan they use what they, they call 3d maneuvering gear which is just a series of cables okay that helps them get to the level of the titans and uh this isn't really a spoiler but the way that you kill the titans is you cut them at the back of their neck okay so wolverine is just like oh yeah he'll just claw up the back of them and just go stabby 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 he's purpose built because he's already done that with the sentinels right, right right and then you just plug into wolverine any of the clawed or bladed characters in the marvel universe and then not to mention like you know any other character in the marvel universe that can fly for example yeah any marvel like anyone that can control the weather. The weather, yeah. <laughs> See storms swooping behind them and just blasting the back of their necks with lightning? I mean, come on. And so it doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, they would have to go through some sort of power-up yeah, to make it viable. But, I mean, Spider-Man kind of is like a 
different sort of spin on it because Spider-Man doesn't really have sure. those traditional, like, I mean, you know, he and he's have, not a killer. Yeah. And so he's, and he's kind of like a, a wise ass and being a wise ass in a universe like attack on Titan isn't really like it works. I, it can work, I guess, but it's not an asset. Right. So like, it'll be interesting to see what that's like. Huh? Except when Spider-Man had the power cosmic when he had it from silver. Surfer. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's punching people in the space. Yeah. Like that might work, <laughs> but yeah, that might work. And then some, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what it's about. Um, I think it's going to be a limited run. I think it's just to kind of test the waters, but I think, it, I mean, it's like they're taking two things that are immensely successful in their respective realms and sure, you know, peanut butter and jelly kind of thing. So, Crossovers are fun. Yeah. I mean, I've read a couple of the Star Trek The Next Generation and Doctor Who comic book crossovers, uh-huh. and those are a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I mean... They're universes that can play well together. Yeah, exactly. And these two kind of, like, they... I mean, it kind of seems like Marvel is going to win out, so I'm interested to see what will happen. Like, how they will amplify, like, the Attack on Titan universe to make it match Marvel. Or how, you know, how they take you know, a less powerful character from Marvel and plug mm-hmm. it into this universe. So it'll be interesting to see. Cool. Uh, I have a few. The first one is that show, The 100, we had talked about before. That was the CW show where they basically, there's a space station orbiting Earth. And yeah. for years and years and years, Earth has been uninhabitable because of uh, nuclear waste and all this stuff. So they send down 100 prisoners that are also teenagers, children type thing uh, down to the planet to make sure that it's safe before they come down. And there was a lot of potential in that kind of a premise. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, In typical CW fashion, it is just kind of flooded with super attractive people because that's what they do. Uh, They kind of like appeal to that tween sensibility, which I guess makes sense why I latch onto it because I am a high school girl <laughs> really uh, and it, but no there are there are some interesting things going on in the show um it's one of those shows that I think maybe raced to not a conclusion but dealing with a lot of the questions you would have about that type of a premise they kind of deal with them in the first season right away mm-hmm. and you're like oh that seems quick I thought they would kind of drag that out longer so the adventure is now going to be a lot more on the planet than necessary. Well, a lot sooner than you thought it might be. I see. But it is interesting. I kind of binge watched the first season. The second season has started already, okay. and I haven't looked at any of that. I'm going to wait for that to build up, too, I think, and binge watch that, that well, as well. That should be on Netflix soon, yeah. then, if it's not already. I would think so. But I'm enjoying that show, so that's good. I am geeking out a little bit over... This is back from New York Comic Con, because we just haven't done a regular show in a while. <laughs> Uh, the hurricane had posted a photo of myself and, uh, myself as Batman and him on his Instagram, which I was kind of pumped about. I thought that was very cool. I put the picture up on my Facebook and I had tagged Shane Helms, who was the hurricane. And he he commented on that. He was like, awesome. I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) And then he posted it on his Instagram. So I was, I was kind of pumped about that. I'll link to that in the show notes, of course, because I am a narcissist and I want everybody to see it. (laughs) Uh, also, I'm geeking out over the uh, Lego Batman 3 buzz that we've been getting up here in the Geek Generation. We are so, so appreciative to everything that both Arthur Parsons, the game director that you guys heard last week, I hope you heard. And if you haven't heard, go back and check out that episode. That was a lot of fun talking to him. But also Warner Brothers and their PR department has been so phenomenal in helping us out. They gave us the ability to release an exclusive character. So we had released Ambush Bug. 
which is very cool. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. I think it's I mean, a really big like deal. We're the one, you're well, you're the one who released it, right? I mean, of there's all a, the places. There's 150 plus characters in the game. Fine, you could diminish me that way, but at the same time. I got to release a character right. for a video game in the Batman hmm. universe. To me, that's like personally, that's a big deal. like it's a Batman thing too. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Uh, so, and I feel like when I actually play the game, I'm going to want to use ambush bug <laughs> a little bit more than not use him just because right, I right. feel like that's kind of my guy now. And yeah, yeah. that, and I really didn't know who he was at the time. So I did look it up and he's a, he's a very interesting character. He's one of those, they call it cosmic awareness in comic books meaning that they're aware of the fourth wall, like Deadpool is. Oh, like, he'll okay, cool. he'll turn and talk to the audience nice. knowing you're there, which is interesting. And I guess he's kind of, like, mentally unstable, and he has the ability to teleport. So kind of a cool character, but I don't know a ton about him. So he's like so he's like Deadpool, but with no guns and teleportation powers? Apparently. And he looks like the Tick. Yeah, right. <laughs> I saw the picture. He looks a lot like the Tick, sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. And then Arthur shared the episode a lot, which is great. The official... Lego Batman account has shared the episode a few times. That's awesome. We got a ton of retweets and favorites on the reveal of Ambush Bug, which was awesome. And to top it all off, and I have to say, too, um, this whole thing has been just an exercise in the power of asking for me because people are so afraid to do like anything. One of the biggest or most of the successes I've had with this company and with this show has simply been just from asking people a simple question. And if they had said no, it's no harm, no foul. But when Arthur followed us after our New York Comic Con interview, I sent him a direct message on Twitter and I asked, would you like to do the show with us? Because I'd love to have you on. I thought he was interesting in New York and I wanted to hear more about it. And Lego Batman 3 was right around the corner. I mean, if you guys are hearing this on Monday, it's out tomorrow. It is a very recent upcoming thing and it's very prominent in the news. So I asked, he said yes. He gave me the people to talk to. I talked to Warner Brothers PR and they set up the interview. Before the interview, I DM'd Arthur again. I said, is there any chance we can get an exclusive character reveal? He said yes. And then he uh, gave us the ambush bug reveal. Then after the interview, when I had sent the link of the episode and everything to the Warner Brothers PR team, they said, if there's any other questions you have, let us know. And I was like, will well. you hire me <laughs> and pay me a ridiculous amount of money? I know, right? Um, I did have two other questions. I needed a headshot for Arthur so we could share that on the uh-huh. on the site, which we did. But I also asked them, too, is there any chance I can get a copy of the game to review? And they said yes. Awesome. So nice. apparently they said they'd send it a launch, which is this week, which is, again, uh, tomorrow, if you guys are listening Great. to this on Monday. So I did say... The power uh, of asking. Right. The power of asking. It's the worst thing you're going to do. I say only no or wish, ignore. I only wish my dating life was as positive a <laughs> result <laughs> as, as the... Oh, maybe it can be. All you have to do is ask. Maybe, as the experience with Lego Batman 3 has been. But um, <laughs> the, the other thing, too, is that if uh, I specified PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4, I don't have a PlayStation 4. If they do send me a copy of... The game for PlayStation yeah. 4, I'm using it as my excuse <laughs> to buy a PlayStation 4. <laughs> to get a PlayStation That's 4. That's fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> you should, te- you should mess them and go, Hey, um, 
Any chance you could send me a PlayStation 4? <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's the power of asking and there's the power of awareness, too. So, <laughs> too you need to know where your limits are. You made it this far. But I, I want to thank Arthur again just for being an amazing guest, for being uh, so generous with all the things he helped us out for in the past week or so. And the Warner Brothers PR team has just been phenomenal. So a big thank you to everybody over there. It's been a great experience. Uh, Arthur did agree, too, to do a longer form interview in the future. We only had a half hour with him, and that's why last week's episode was a little shorter. So I apologize for that, and he apologized to me for that. I was like, "Are you kidding me? You just you're getting on the phone from London to talk to me." I'll, I'll that's nice. Yeah, that's I'll. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate any time you can give me, but I do want to talk to him more just about being a game director and his work in the video game industry, and not even Lego game stuff in right. specific, but just. Uh, yeah, that was very exciting. So really cool. The last thing that I'm geeking out over is something you guys may have run into online. I know, Volpe, you've been a little less active on social media lately, so maybe you didn't see active, this. But I have three Instagram accounts now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know you're not a huge fan of Randy Orton. No, but no. no I. No. But in a comedy sense, you might be after okay. this. And, Paul, you might have seen these before. Have you heard of the RKO Vines? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh well, this should be. There's fine. a guy. There's a guy on Vine, and he's taken them and kind of created compilations on YouTube too, where he takes. Uh, I think the name is Steve Ozzy. He takes like still shots of Randy Orton, and he yeah. does like really generic animations with them. He takes viral videos, and he uses the audio of like Michael Cole and announcers talking about like calling the Randy Orton match. And he has Orton RKO people in viral videos. That's fantastic. And it's amazing. So I'm going to show you All right. like a two-minute compilation of this now. And you're going to laugh your balls off because it's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's phenomenal. Watch out, watch out, watch out. I love the face they put on Elta, too. <laughs> it's like what was it without the RKO? It wasn't nearly as right. Uh oh, he hit him with the club. Time for revenge. <laughs> he just pokes his head in too. <laughs> That's fantastic. Showing up with the shots afterwards. Oh. <laughs> the the commentary of Cole too is and, and King makes it so much better. It was at this moment that Jackson knew Randy Orton was here. Oh, <laughs> that's sick! This is amazing. It's the best idea ever. Hey, look at this! Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 That kid's dead. The bike. Good Lord. <laughs> the face. The face is great. <laughs> but it fits so perfectly. It does. This guy's a genius. I know, right? Oh, here it comes. How did nobody think of this before? But. Here's the other thing. Who knew that everybody fell perfectly into an RKO? Right. <laughs> well, anytime you do a face plant. Yeah. I can't breathe. Gosh, I hope she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. But don't forget the game. Oh! 
How great is that? <laughs> That's awesome. Amazing. That is awesome. <laughs> and of course, I will put that into video form for people to check out on our YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> It's just one of those things where you go, so it's so simple. Yeah. How did I not think of this? I'm so glad somebody did, though, because it's so fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, with that, let's move into our freakouts. Oh, freakout! Volpe. It was reported this week that they're making another Toy Story movie. Yeah. I'm not thrilled yeah. about this because no. the third one was just so good. Yeah. I know we brought this mm-hmm. up in the past when there were rumors of it, but now it's real. Now it's happening. Yeah. Which then made me go off on this the whole tangent in my head about how, you know, besides like Interstellar mm-hmm. or like, um, what was the movie we were talking about? Um, uh, the Michael Keaton movie that just came out. Birdman. Birdman. Like there's nothing original. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the movies that are coming out, it's just sequel after sequel or a prequel or a remake or, you know, we've got Marvel for the next. Like there's there's just nothing but superhero movies. Like, yeah. We're going to look back and they're going to be from 2000 to 2020. It was nothing but superheroes right. because that's what it's been. But it's just like, oh, my God, it's it's too much. Yeah. Like enough is enough. Where's the originality? Where are the unique movies and new, new storylines and new plots and just new stuff? Yeah, I'm definitely it's two out minds there, about this. But it's there's not enough of it. And it's and now they're gonna go to this route of you know I don't think Toy Story Four is gonna be better than three. No. I no. think this is gonna be a I bit do, of a stumble again. <laughs> I do in my brain go, Oh yay, I get to spend more time with those characters in a new story. And then yeah. but on the other side I'm like, Toy Story Three ended so perfectly right. and yeah. wrapped up everything <clears throat> in such a night. So the right. artistic movie loving part of me that loves a good story goes it's over. Yeah. It's over. There's no more. You right. don't do more. There's no more story. The to story tell. ended so freaking well. Like, leave it be. Yeah. Right. But that's what I'm afraid is going to continue. There's beating things to death. I now. agree. Like, really beating things I to agree. death. It's just too much. It's bothering me. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with that. Like, I mean, they said it's going to be a love story. But uh, isn't there a love story aspect to every one of the the movies? In a way, yeah. Even if it's not a romantic love, there's right. a love involved. I Which is know. weird because, I mean, Pixar has other properties that they're developing that are original stories. Yeah. Like, they have something that they're, that's coming out. I don't know when it's coming out, but I only know this because, uh, because the connection to Hawaii is the, they have this, they have a, I don't know if it's going to be a short or a full length feature. It's called Lava. Mm-hmm. And, that's a short, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, all I've seen so far is just like a smiling volcano. Yeah. I've just seen like that the, kind of like too. their promo oh. picture for the movie. And so, like, I mean, they have original ideas. They do. But, I mean, it seems like they're kind of leaning on the nostalgia of Toy Story. They even have properties that people are waiting. Like, we are getting The Incredibles, too. We know that's coming. That deserves a sequel. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know people aren't necessarily, like, eager for Ratatouille, too. But (laughs) there are are other properties that they can go to. They don't have to keep doing Toy Story. Or, again, maybe a new property. Right. Something different. I mean, it's they're they're bread and butter is animation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can yeah. do practically anything with that. You're not limited by you know any sort of you know you're not limited by physics, for right? Example. Right. You know, like you you can tell an you know an extraordinary story, or you can show an extraordinary story, and you have no limitations. Like, why not just kind of reach out? I don't know. Maybe it's a risky move. Yeah. I mean, it's probably maybe part of the, the business But at the side same time, Pixar, like, yes, Toy Story is going to make them a shit ton of money. True. Mm-hmm. But just having the name Pixar on a movie makes them a shit ton yeah, of money. Yeah, right. Because they never disappoint. 
except right. for cars. But <laughs> <laughs> they do like planes or something. Yeah, too, right? yeah but too. that was Disney. Oh. Like they they took that property from Pixar and kept it going. So those of those aren't really Pixar movies. Those yeah. are just like straight to video. Actually, I think Planes came out in theaters. Planes did. And yeah. I think Planes 2 came out too. Yeah, it's so weird. Why yeah. even? That, that's, that's a purely, at this point, for marketing, toy sales, yeah. merchandising yeah. reasons. That's what that franchise is. It's I think they, they kind of know where their core audience is too. I mean, sure. If you make a children's animated movie, you're going to get children along with their parents. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. At least one child. You're gonna get at least two people from every one person that wants to see it. You're gonna get the child and you get the parent. Sure. And so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're playing on that. I mean, kids don't kids don't want to see things that they don't recognize. So, I mean, like I can imagine how Frozen was like a challenge at the at the beginning. Sure. Because sure. it was an original story. It was you know these are Disney princesses we've never seen before, but look what happened. Mm-hmm. So right. Well, I should tell them right there. Keep doing original stuff. Yeah. yeah. Not everything's going to work, but something will. Yeah. Like Frozen. Any other freakouts? That's really the only one I really want to get into. Okay. Paulo? Um, I've successfully, or I don't know if successfully is the right word, <laughs> but I've watched every fucking Elmo video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, two weeks ago, my wife uh, introduced Elmo to my son. Oh, I mean, no! it's, it's part. It's like part of the morning block, so, like, before we go to work, like... He gets to watch that stuff and, you know, he kind of, you know, he, he watches it and he likes it or whatever, but then he kind of somehow really attached himself to Elmo. Mm -hmm. And so now he knows how to say Elmo, which I mean, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And so he knows how to ask for it. And so we put it on YouTube and we watch the videos and like, he has his favorites, like the ball episode, Mm -hmm. which is fucking weird. You should watch it. It's like, I watched it with a critical eye the other day and it looks like at one point Elmo is fucking a ball. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. He has, he watches the ball episode, but I've watched so much fucking Elmo. I want to murder Elmo. (laughs) And just like, I'm so over Elmo. Like I'm praying that he like, he like, gloms onto Grover or something so we can watch something different because yeah. I've been watching mm-hmm. Elmo for two weeks, guys. I have like <laughs> all morning, every <laughs> morning. I feel like I'm I'm like being programmed to be an assassin and my activation <laughs> word is Elmo. <laughs> like, I'm gonna find myself in DC running across the lawn at like three in the morning because somebody told me to He wakes up in a cold sweat at night and his pillow is torn to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> and Elmo is written on the wall in yeah. blood. <laughs> Oh my god! I felt the stuffing I had to tear. Yeah. How old is he? He's uh, 19 months, so he's right in that yeah that uh, key range. Hmm. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard or have seen this, but Pepsi is tasting or Pepsi is testing oh. a new flavor of Mountain Dew. Can yeah. You guess what that flavor is? I know what it is. So I'll let Volpe take a stab I'm at urine. it. Urine. I don't know. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> it might as well really? be. No, but it might as well be. It looks like urine, at least the pictures that they've shown. So they were at, uh, I think it was Kent State, or they were at college and they were testing new uh, Mountain Dew flavors. And among those flavors, most of which sounded normal, it was like, like some like something like lemonade habanero and there were all these like flavor combinations that kind of made sense yeah and then there was doritos flavored mountain they got dew. A dur- wait a minute because they're like well most people drink mountain dew while eating doritos exactly so we're gonna combine them take the market yeah, yeah. and so like the Ooh. somebody the, the guy who had posted it on reddit had talked to the representative and they were like yeah it's in it's meant to taste like 
You just ate a handful of Doritos no. and and washed it down with a bottle of Mountain Dew. And then, like somebody else said, it just tastes like liquid cheese. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have this on the show, right? This is so gross. Do we have to? You always bring out good stuff. It's about time you take out something that's going to kill us. I don't want to go down this path. (laughs) I mean, we... We had uh, within I don't know how long ago it was we did the we did the reverse kind of we had the the mm-hmm. Cheetos that were Mountain Dew flavored yeah. right that we had imported from yeah. Japan now those were questionable uh, but I enjoyed them but they took the cheese aspect out right like uh-huh. and it was purely just like a lemonade Mountain Dewy flavor and they were very very good mm-hmm. that doesn't mean the reverse is going to work <laughs> nobody wants to drink a goddamn tortilla chip oh, it's gonna be so gross <laughs> it sounds awful you know what it kind of reminds me of you know in Wally like where all the people oh, yeah. are just fat slaves and yeah. like they've kind of reduced their lives to the most simple like it's kind of <laughs> like that you know they're like well people eat Mount or people drink Mountain Dew and they eat Doritos let's just put them together yeah maybe this is some form of population control because Maybe. if anybody who anybody who drinks it is not going to be able to get close enough to a girl to actually impregnate girl therefore there's less people but on the bonus food side if you're thinking of things that's like well why haven't they done this yet mm-hmm. there's the reese's spread that they recently oh announced. that looks cool there's uh reese's peanut butter their yeah answer to uh nutella yes yeah well i mean because hershey's already has spreadable chocolate sure so, I mean, it's kind of like having the Reese's. Here's like, what, when was chocolate not spreadable? I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. The, I haven't tried it, but from what it looks like, it's just like a, a, a Hershey's bar yeah. that you can spread. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Nutella. It just doesn't taste like the hazelnut part of it. Right. And so it's kind of like just chocolate in a jar. Which, which is amazing. I mean... <laughs> Like yeah. <laughs> the Obama administration should be on this like right now. Like <laughs> Michelle Obama should be like, why are we putting chocolate? How in did jar? this slip through the cracks? How did we get? How do we get to this point? But <laughs> be like, it slipped through the cracks because it's spreadable chocolate. It's free form, man. <laughs> well, they crossed the line when they decided to put peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. So that's where we lost control. Absolutely. Have you ever, I've never tried this. I've never actually bought it either. Have you ever like taken a knife and just like mixed it up? No. Oh, I kind of want to try. I've it. never tried it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering. And- I'm wondering if it needs to be refrigerated because jelly you're supposed to, but then you have stiff peanut butter, which is yeah. never pleasant. Like one oh, of I'm those sure things, they added some sort of chemical to keep it soft. Like one of the things in the jar, right. you, you can leave out. The other one you have to refrigerate. That should mean no. <laughs> right. That should mean no right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any others? That's it. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of that. If I if I get it, if if it comes out or if it becomes available yeah. somehow, I'm gonna get a bottle. <laughs> God damn. And then I'm, and I'm, just, and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, can I come over and record? All right, so yeah, it's, it's Mountain over. Dew with uh, the cheese Dorito, not Cool Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want the Cool Ranch one? I don't like, know. maybe it'll be know. better after this one's super successful. That'll yeah. be the next one in line. Uh, my only freak out is, uh, I don't even know why I'm still going over this garbage. My iPhone 4 power button is also now broken. So, <laughs> like, See, I told you. Every button I could possibly break on my phone. So, like, the home button doesn't work. The power button doesn't work. I'm just, an, I mean, I have to, like, push it in. And I guess this is another common problem. Yes, I don't know if the iPhone dead. 4 was just plagued with issues, apparently. I don't know. Like, my 3GS, I'm tempted to go back to even though it's dropping down in OS because it just works perfectly it still. It work. And it works. So why am I wasting all my time with the problems of this phone? It's a piece of junk. 
are you gonna i mean do you have an the ability to upgrade or i'm on a paper use thing so and i've never paid for a cell phone i wait till people uh don't want theirs anymore and i am i am captain hand me down for cell phones i just cannot i know people are so attached to their cell phones Mm -hmm. and stuff and so addicted and i still cannot justify the cost of paying for a full data plan or mm-hmm. paying for a phone. They're so expensive. Right. And the data plans are so expensive. Like I pay $30 a month for my phone and I've never actually bought a phone. Right. I get 50 megabytes of data. That's all I ever use. And wow. if I go over it, then it's for emergency purposes. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm, if I need to use Waze and my GPS dies or there's a huge traffic thing and I want to get around another mm-hmm. way or, Whatever. But aside, I really don't use data because I don't want to be one of those people. Well, that's smart. I mean, let me just... I just know I'd be on my phone all the time. Yeah. And I don't want to be one of those people. I want to be yeah. part of the human race still while I still kind of like While people. nobody else is yeah, part of the human yeah. race. <laughs> I will be why the last man. <laughs> he is the last man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it, though. We're going to wrap up the show now, too. Right. <laughs> we, I hate it when we end on freakouts because it's such like a depressing end to the show. <laughs> but if you're feeling uh, cheery and generous, I just want to remind you that what you can do to help us out is become a patron and become a supporter of the site. Uh, when you sign up for our Patreon page, you choose an amount and it will be automatically donated each month. You can cancel your donation at any time. We are asking for $1 a month. If you would like to be a patron, go to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Sign up and do all that stuff there. We would highly appreciate it. As we wrap up today, do we have any final thoughts or something you guys would like to plug? I made made an Instagram page for the supplements. So it's just SBV supplements. How are you running the multiple Instagram accounts? I have to just log in and out of my phone. There's an app. Of course, there's an app that lets you control. Mm -hmm. But because I have not upgraded my operating system, Mm -hmm. I actually can't download or upgrade a single app in my phone anymore at all. Oh. My phone is now officially stuck. That's a pain in the ass. Are you still on iOS 7? Oh, no. I'm not even on 7. I'm before that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It wouldn't let me go to 7. Oh. And I erased everything and three quarters of my pictures and it still said no. I was like, oh, okay. That sucks. Can I offer some social media advice? Yeah. Do not share the same pictures on your personal account and your professional account. Because mm-hmm. if you do, then you're not giving anyone any reason to follow the Westerly Fitness page. True. Because they're probably already following you. Yeah, probably. I did follow the other ones too, though. So. No, I know. I, I saw. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm supporting. Yeah. What he's saying is put the boobs on the page that you want people to follow. Yes. Ha! That's where the boobs go. Got it. Now, see, that made sense. <laughs> oh, boobs gotcha. can go on every page, too. Gotcha. <laughs> or put boobs on all the pages. I mean, right. And then you just get everybody following everybody. Did you give out the uh, the names? I don't know. Well, it's SPV Supplements. Okay. And then the other one's just Wesley Fitness. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Paul? Uh, not personally, but go to the Amazon page, buy stuff from Amazon. Yay! Fund the show, because... Money's good. Money is good. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Do your uh, Christmas shopping at thegeekgeneration.com exactly. slash Amazon. Always good. Oh, and lastly, too, we have an upcoming date. Uh, the con season is almost over, at least locally. I will be at Super Mega Fest in Framingham on November 22nd and 23rd. I won't have a booth, but I'll be around taking pictures and hanging out. So if you see me there, say hi. To see everything else we do, go to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. 
Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Signing off for this week, we will be back next time with new stuff for you. So we will see you then. Later. Make it so.